This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Pixel People Podcast, where we go beyond the quest lines to discover the backstories and motivations of our favorite video game NPCs to better understand them and ourselves. I'm Amelia, also known as Firewriter, and each episode I'm chatting with a special guest about a character they find particularly interesting. Since we're taking a close look at how these characters impact the story, please be aware that spoilers are likely. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to Pixel People. I'm Amelia, aka Firewriter, and today I'm chatting with the one and only Tuniversal, an imaginative, energetic, and engaging Twitch broadcaster with comedic tendencies and a passion for building community. And I don't normally say this, but you've actually got to check out this guy's ads on his Twitch stream. <laughs> I see them all the time, and every time they still crack me up, I will stop whatever I am doing to turn and watch the ad because I find it so hilarious. <laughs> I appreciate so, that. So Welcome to Pixel People, Tune. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I, I love um, what you're doing here with, with diving into things a little bit deeper and thinking about how that, how those things with NPCs, uh, you know, uh, how we feel about that in, in real life. So I, I, I really like what you're doing here. Oh, that's awesome. It, it's something that I do all the time. I just, sure. I can't help doing it. And I was so thrilled to find out that other people want to talk about this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's just me being really yeah. weird. So. There's a whole bunch of us that are weird and that's fantastic. And I love that. And it makes me so happy. <laughs> and, I, and I went and I went through a period of life where like I thought I was going to be like a counselor of some sort. So like mm. I really studied a lot of the deeper psychological and emotional things that make people tick and why we feel certain ways and what sort of things shape our personalities and our view of the world through our, yeah. through our experiences as a child and beyond. I find that kind of stuff like super fascinating too. And I mean, there was... I think about a year where I was a psychology major. It didn't last, mm -hmm. unfortunately. But <laughs> and yeah, but yeah. even as, even just as like, I'll read like uh, you know psychological type texts and stuff just for fun because mm -hmm. I think yeah. that stuff's really interesting. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It's, I love finding good, out how people know. think. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like never never ending, fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. So tell me, who is the NPC that we're discussing today? So, so today uh, I suggested to to Firerider that we should do, um, you know, Vivek. It depends on who. It depends on who who's saying his name. It's either Vivek to some or Vivek. I've been saying Vivek for uh, you know almost twenty years since more playing Morrowind, so he's Vivek to me. Uh, I was saying will, Vivek too. I had no idea yeah, if it was correct or not. So yeah, I feel you will hear good. say some people will say Vivek in the game, but I've I've, I've been saying Vivek for years, so he's he's Vivek to me. That works. I was hoping it wasn't just like Vivek is sort of or this, something weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's sort of this, I, I call him a demigod. Some people would say that he's a god. Um, he is, he's part of this, part of the tribunal from the Elder Scrolls series, if, if any of you are familiar with that. Um, made it, made really, but I, his debut was in Morrowind, I believe. I think that's where I first experienced him mm -hmm. uh, and experienced the tribunal, which was Amalexia, Sothasil, and, and Vivek making up this, this tribunal of people who have, um, sort of reached this godlike status uh, with with power and influence through through Tamriel and in Morrowind. So, if I recall correctly, I think one time we were talking and you said that um, Morrowind was your introduction to Elder Scrolls. Is that correct? Do I remember that? So, correctly? actually, Daggerfall, which was the Daggerfall. game for okay. um, it was Elder Scrolls Two. It came out in like 90, 90, 95, 96, 97, somewhere in that period. I was in high school, mm. and um, and. A, D, a friend who was like a D&D &D, um, dungeon master introduced me to the game. He's like, here, this is like D&D &D in a video game. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and Daggerfall completely reshaped the way that I thought about playing video games because I had been used to linear style of games. And there wasn't a game where like you could play at your own pace or go where you want to, steal whatever you wanted to, whatever I wanted to do, <laughs> whatever high school kids do you know, in video games, I was able to do that, you know? So, um, so that really got me into the open world style RPG, which then led to me getting an Xbox in 2000, 2001, specifically to play Morrowind because I was so excited to play the next installment in the Elder Scrolls franchise. So, um, and, and, and that's been my favorite game of all time. It's been Morrowind. That's awesome. Okay. So it was your favorite game of all time. It's, that it's was what the part of it is. You're correct. It is my favorite game of all okay. time. Okay. 
Yes. I knew I knew I had Morrowind in my head connected mm-hmm. to you. No, that's, you're okay. right. that's that's what the connection you're right. was. You're right. Okay. Yes. And I think I I have not played Morrowind. I know I'm I'm gonna go hide in my shame. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say like it's it's difficult to go backwards in these games. So I couldn't it say is. like go it play is. this game fire and and you'll have a great experience because you probably won't because it's just so dangerous. Yeah, because I went, you know, I after I played Fallout 4, I went back and played uh, 3 in New Vegas, but then mm-hmm. I, after playing Skyrim, I tried to go back and I played uh, Oblivion, I think is the one. Mm, I, it's hard. And I just did not get very far. I yeah. was so used to that. You know, it, it's interesting to me that, you know, these are all games from the same company. Yeah. And it was so much easier to go backwards in the Fallout series. There was enough similarity there that I didn't feel confused or mm-hmm. out of whack, but I just felt like I had no idea what I was doing in Oblivion. I got mm-hmm. frustrated with it. So I need to pick it back up again and try again. Yeah, but they, keep, well, well, but they kept they kept making things better as they progressed. The yeah, game. even that's for me in the Fallout series. I oh, yeah. did not have your experience. I went backwards and and did not really enjoy those games like people who came up playing Isn't that New funny? Vegas three. Yeah, it's um, so funny I, how different I, people perceive that in different ways. Mm-hmm. But then I would try to go back and play a, a game like Oblivion, and it's just like pulling teeth. You know. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Yeah. So, and I think from what I was seeing, though, he also makes an appearance now in Elder Scrolls Online. Yes, that is true. Yep. He's and got I've a full played story. some of that, but I don't think I have, I don't think I have the expansion where he makes his appearance. Yeah, it would be the Morrowind expansion. And mm-hmm. I got, I mean, I'm biased because I just love, love Morrowind and the lore behind it. Uh, but that's my favorite expansion. That's my favorite story in Elder Scrolls Online. It's so funny. I, I have so much admiration for people who are really super into Elder Scrolls lore because I went to, to just read up, you know, because, you know, I want to know who the heck we're talking about. This is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I want to know yeah. more about it. Yeah. And I'm like reading through it and I'm like, oh, my God, this is like trying to digest the Silmarillion. <laughs> it is. It is. It really is. The lore is the lore has got so much depth and it's so expansive that, I mean, you could it's study amazing. it for a long time and not scratch the surface. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shout out to everyone with elder scrolls podcast sure. because yeah i gotta give a shout out for, to to, yes. to our buddy arametheus over at uh the written and uncertainty podcast part of the robots radio network as well mm-hmm. and he is just a trove of of fallout i'm oh, sorry elder scrolls lore and uh, i was able to reach out to him and get some info and preparation for this so shout out to arametheus and thank you for your help i appreciate it so what role does vivic play you, you mentioned he's and from what I'm, I'm reading too, he's so he's kind of a god, but he didn't start out that way. No. <laughs> and, and depending on whose story you believe, he's got there's there's different stories of how he came to be. You know, it depends on if you read his 36, the 36 lessons of Vivek, or mm-hmm. if you if you hear it from from another from another story. You know, so you get you get different perspectives. So when when he appears, when you're when you're interacting with him in the game. Because I think most of what I was reading was just like very much like the history and how he how he came to be, apparently. Mm-hmm. So how how do you interact with him in Morrowind? In Morrowind, he is part of the main quest. Mm-hmm. And and um he kind of he kind of helps pushes you along in that if if I recall things correctly. But I remember <laughs> I remember getting to the point in the game where I didn't need him anymore and I killed him and I and I put his soul <laughs> I put his soul in a soul gem and put that soul gem on one of my swords. So now what nice. all, all, all it does is give you like more charges. It's like 1500 instead of 500 or whatever. You oh my get gosh. From like a typical, a, a higher level charge. But like yeah, I have like the Vivid sword, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a grand, you know, you trap in a grand soul gem or a zero star. Boom. You've got Vivic on a sword forever. Nice. <laughs> poor Vivic. Yeah. Well, well maybe I shouldn't feel too sorry for him. <laughs> depends on who you ask, poor Vivic. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold off on my sympathy sure, until we sure. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. dig deeper. <laughs> yeah. So, so what is it about about Vivek that jumped out to you when you thought, "What NPC should I talk about?" You went Vivek. So it was, was, it was it? a toss up between Vivek and another one, but I went I went with Vivek to stay sort of uh, in, in, in another realm of 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 gaming that I'm interested in, which is the Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. um, and having a long history with that. You know, my experiences were vivid. Is that he is he is a jerk. <laughs> he's he's not a nice guy. He's very full of himself. He, he deserves to, to be uh, on a sword. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he's on a sword. Uh, and and so you, um, I experienced him, especially in Elder Scrolls Online. This guy is all about 
getting his own glory, doing doing things like he'll say like it's out of out of love or or, or for his people and his worshipers, but it seems like he's just really just bringing glory to himself. And um and and I believe if I'm if I may be misquoting here, but I think from remembering playing Morrowind, the Morrowind expansion is that he needs he needs your help in uh, regaining his powers in mm -hmm. Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. So the stuff he does never happens in the real world. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we can draw a lot of parallels between <laughs> Vivek's attitude and personality, uh, emotionally and psychologically, into some of the, the things in the real world, for sure. Yeah. Um, so when we were kind of kicking around ideas about, you know, who he was, we talked about, I think, pride and and deceit and mm -hmm. uh what were some of the others that we arrogance was one that i tossed arrogance, out, I think. that's right yeah um, seems to be kind of full of himself and, and talk talk he talks about himself I mean, I mean what do you do if you're a god though i guess i guess like if you are <laughs> if you really have it if you flaunt it if you've got it flaunt it right that's what they say so depending on the point of view god you say yeah, yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly I remember my Ghostbusters. Yeah, you tell them, Vinkman. It was a Vinkman that said, I can't remember who said that now. I think it was, I think it was Winston, actually, that said it. Ghostbusters remember. lore coming again no, in remember. another podcast. <laughs> my new podcast, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to have my brother on for a frequent guest. Anyway, there you go. Um, he would know the answer to that question. Um, so it's kind of hard to settle in on a theme for him, it sounds like, because he's kind of... He's very dynamic. Very dynamic, very involved in the world. And it, mm -hmm. you know, from what I'm reading too, it's like he's he's very uh what am I trying to say? He's done a lot to change the world that he lives exists mm -hmm. in. I don't even know if lives is the right word. Um yeah, he does. <laughs> he think I mean it, 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 it might be too early, but in my opinion, like I don't think he was really a god if I could kill him. <laughs> and yeah. And, in Elder Scrolls 3, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that kind of ties in. There's, I mean, there's so many different ideas of, of you know, quote-unquote gods yeah. in, in yeah. just regular mythology. I don't know how to sure. <laughs> differentiate that. Now, I mean, you do have gods that can be killed in in different pantheons. Sure. So it's like, I don't know, you know, you've got... Does he... Um, so you've got the Daedra in elder scrolls who mm -hmm. like very much really are the gods yes essentially yeah and um it sounds like he's kind of a step below that and mm -hmm. it sounds like he really pissed off a lot of the daedra too do you remember talos how he was mm -hmm. worshipped in skyrim so i yes. think it's it's somewhere in that vein of talos of being human but also or not human is relative right is it be, being right. mortal and 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 receiving some sort of power that makes you more godlike although there are some differentiations between what Vivek achieves and then what Talos achieves. Okay. And it's, uh, and, and he did in fact protect people. He did. Yes. Yeah. The big but, thing is, is the ministry of truth is this, uh, big rock that, uh, that he, um, that he's, that he stopped from landing on the city, which is named for him, Vivek city. Mm -hmm. But then my understanding is like, once he was gone, it's and it's kind of unclear. It's like if you can kill him and put him in, and put him in, in a, a sword. sword. I'm trying to figure out kind of how well, the like, how the I, how that worked because that, apparently the rock does fall and destroys. It does fall city. eventually, but I think there was some again like uh, I, there was something that he that was put in place to keep the rock above because I can't remember if his powers were weakening or what it was. This is something for uh, somebody who is much more into the Elder Scrolls lore than even I am. Yeah, some lore head is like screaming at their <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Their We're getting corrected. Right now going, We're getting corrected by now? someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Send all criticisms to at Pixel People Pod on Twitter. I will deal with them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I will retweet them. It's all okay. But eventually, like, <laughs> it does them. come crashing down because you know what happens in the Dragonborn expansion of, of Skyrim with on Solstheim. Mm -hmm. Right. So... Whether it's because the other mechanism that's put in place failed, or if the but but it, but it is written that the uh, the Nerevarine, uh, the Nerevar incarnate kills Vivek, which is okay. exactly what I did in the game. You know, I was Nerevar incarnate. Oh, okay. I was the Nerevarine, so I killed, I killed Vivek. So that so goes right. Killing the Vivek Lord. is kind of the canon ending. Well, even though it gives you, it does give you a notification if you kill him, Marwin saying this is an essential character. You can't kill this guy. <laughs> But I wanted him <laughs> in a soul gem, so there was that. 
I will do it and I will like it and you will do it. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll do it because <laughs> So as as a ruler, how did his people kind of see him? Did they perceive him as uh more benevolent or more somebody who needs to be kind of appeased? I mean, they 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 see him, you know, um for like being courteous, uh pr- pride pride in the sense i'm not sure if this is pride like in like you're prideful like you're you're selfish and Mm -hmm. you're full of yourself or if it's like pride like admiration for someone Mm -hmm. uh but also also like um you know they seem as generous and they they actually do see him having humility (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um so it's it's weird that that people experience him one way probably because like he is powerful and because he does he does have all this influence of course like that's something to be admired and 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 again anybody can put themselves out you know in a way that they want to um make themselves known Mm -hmm. um but really be something else yeah and 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 so that's your perception of him that that what these things that he's doing that appear positive on the surface Mm -hmm. are ultimately only about building up his own his own ego his own yeah the, the, the perception that he wants people to have of him <laughs> again that never happens in the real world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly i mean i think that really ties into i don't i don't want to say the majority of the politicians that we have but a heck of a lot of them i think what? there's so many people out there's so many out there and and not just politicians but i think i see these kind of people i work with these kind of people <laughs> sometimes you know mm-hmm. uh people who in your initial first impression might be that they're very helpful or they're mm-hmm. they're um uh benevolent or i, mm-hmm. I don't know i'm trying to think Outgoing of the right yeah. word that i want to use yeah. but it turns out that it's all kind of an act to mm-hmm. to accomplish whatever they want and and part of me kind of thinks I don't want to say that everybody does that to an extent, but maybe everybody does that to an no, extent. No, I think you're right. I mean, I think if look at Facebook as an example. It's easy yeah. for us to put put our even me myself. It's easy to put our best foot forward, so people absolutely people have a perception of of me on whatever I give them is their perception. So if I only put out happy things, people mm-hmm. would assume that about me. That maybe that's that that that, that may be my genuine my genuine persona. Maybe my genuine feelings, but I could be like super sad about something or really depressed about something. So. I think it's easy through social media to put out a put out a persona that we want people to see. Yeah, and I think there's that kind of that um, that saying or expression or whatever it is that um, whatever you're seeing on social media is actually the highlight reel. Mm-hmm, exactly. That warning, you know, not to compare yourself to it mm-hmm. because your real life is never going to compare to somebody else's highlights. Yeah, and that's not to say that there's not vulnerability in those places too, where you can actually can be honest and can be forthcoming about what's Definitely. really going on. And I think that's there's a place for that as well, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's interesting. I, I think social media is a really interesting beast um, because it's like I, I, I like being on Twitter because I am, for the most part, fairly anonymous. Um, yeah. And I feel like I can... I don't know, be myself a little bit more than I can be on something like Facebook where mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being judged by people who know me in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I, it's kind of, I've, I've forged so many strong connections now through social media and through Twitter mm-hmm. just because that anonymity gives me more freedom, which is funny because like other people will use that anonymity to be complete. Sure. Psychopaths. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I see it more of it. I see social media is sometimes it's just a place where I have to have boundaries. It's like, what, mm-hmm. what do I, what do I tell people and what do I, what do I let people in on and what do I, what do I withhold from people? Yeah, for sure. And there's like, it's, it, there's almost an art to it. It's, it, it's interesting that, it, you know, I mean, it, it, there, we've got people now who have grown up with social media just being a part of life, but mm-hmm. it's like, I remember when it was all very fresh and, you had a MySpace account, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was on AOL, man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the dawn of the internet. I'm old. Yep. Uh, 
brought to you in a CD every month. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. Um, But I think it's, it's funny that uh, it's become its own industry now. uh, And, and, you know, I mean, I use it as part of my work. I'm the social media manager for the job that I do, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because it's like, I know what the best practices are and, and that yeah. kind of thing. And, and you know, I algorithms, talk... you know, data, you study mm-hmm. all that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, usually I'm not the one who has to mess too much with uh, the analytic part of it. We have somebody else who does that okay. part. I'm more yeah. of the composing, composing and content uh, scheduling. Content and, mm-hmm. But um, even, that, but I do still have to, you know, meet with them to talk about the data and, and what's working, what's not working. And mm-hmm. it's, it's funny to me that, uh, you know, I have people that come and talk to me about, you know, how to how to get more followers or something like that. And mm-hmm. and I always feel a little disingenuous when I'm talking to them because you do almost have to put on a kind of persona if you want to do those kind of things, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're someone who is more inclined to be kind of. I don't want to say negative, but, you know, maybe not always on, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of like and, having a filter up, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think, you know, I'm going somewhere with this, I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to pull it back around, um, you do have to create that uh, persona to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mine is generally pretty authentic. <laughs> you know, okay, I don't yeah. have to, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> which is yeah. good. But but I think about that in, in the context of having to mm, do favors and help and kind of mm, spread the wealth, I guess, mm. spread the love or whatever. And the question of whether you're doing it for yourself or whether you're with it with a goal of increasing your viewership increasing your likes mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i also see how this ties back into vivic as well so. right yeah, yeah that's where i'm trying to go with this yeah. I <laughs> I sure and, and, and i get it and i get where you're going there <laughs> okay but kind of but yeah but that question of how much of what you're doing is uh a genuine, genuine. Mm-hmm. and how much of it are you doing for you? And I think that everybody kind of just even in our real lives, we kind of have to have to find that balance because we do all have our own things that we want to achieve and do. And yeah. we usually need other people to help us do those things. No, we don't exist in, in a vacuum. No. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's where I was trying to go with that. <laughs> oh, we got it. We got it. <laughs> we got there eventually. <laughs> I take the long and winding route. Hey, it's all good. It's good content. <laughs> um, so how else do you tend to see these ideas kind of playing out in maybe in your life or in the world that we're living in? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I think you, you, you hit it on the head with, with, with politics. Um, and, and I think what it comes down to, whether it's social media or politicians or whatever, it all comes down to who you trust. Like, mm-hmm who do you, who do you trust? Like whose words do you trust? Like, who do you believe? You know, I think that's what it comes down to. So sometimes it comes to this, this sort of crossroads and a personal judgment of I'm, I'm going to trust, put my, put my trust in this particular person's words and I'm going to distrust this person. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's something that you have to look at with, 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 with whatever it is, like whose facts do you believe? Like who, who's really telling the truth? Well, who do you really trust is I think what it comes down to. Yeah, and that's been such a huge question lately, that you know, for the last several years about you know when when you get into the whole quote unquote alternative facts idea, mm-hmm. and um, it's so funny. I was just seeing just earlier this morning. I was on Reddit, and somebody had posted a they they had made a post in a conservative subreddit, and they had taken a Bernie Sanders tweet but put Donald Trump's name on it, you know. And mm-hmm. posted in there, and everybody in there was going, "Yeah, yeah, this is exactly right." And it was, yeah, yeah, and it was just so funny because these are the exact same people who would, if Criticize it had had that. Bernie Sanders' name on it, would have been yelling socialism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah. But that—that's exactly what. Just because it has that name on it, 
regardless of whatever it says. They automatically take it at face value and and trust it. Yeah. And and it does go both ways. I mean, mm -hmm. it absolutely does. And there are certain people that, you know, whatever Bernie Sanders says, they're going to be like, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and yeah. I think that's become such a huge problem lately mm -hmm. that people are so this cult of personality that we've got yeah. going on right now. I think that's really what Vivek is, is that that he falls into that cult of personality, it sounds like. A bit of that. Yeah, for sure. And he's kind of created that himself. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know how many of these people that we see who are like this with these, you know, really adamant followers, how many of them do build it themselves and how many of them rely on other people to create a legend, I guess. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I think if Vivek had social media, I could see him posting about saving, uh, I call it the ministry of truths because that's what is a giant rock above. It's what it becomes in, in, in the elder scrolls three. Uh, becomes like a like a prison of sorts mm. um i think he would post something like aren't i so merciful look what i have saved you from and like it would be <laughs> sort of this self-glorifying and self-serving messages you know that he would, would it be all in caps with like lots of exclamation points it, it could be maybe a word misspelled it, it could be maybe <laughs> some maybe some links too yeah <laughs> i don't know where the links go it's like it's like a retweet from all like retweets all Alexia stuff <laughs> and it's got the disputed thing on it it's like I oh, love this can't, idea. Can't, can't retweet social seal we killed him whoops can't retweet that guy <laughs> whoever's handling that account is not so the seal oh dear <laughs> i just want to see this now i want to see this play out on twitter if so if anybody wants to create twitter accounts and uh and start uh acting this out i, I will totally follow you and the, so the still one is just blank it's just there but it's, it's got like it's got like a million followers but it's got no content that's and it's I, definitely I that's or, 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 or it's a fake account <laughs> it's a fake account it's a fake so the still account is what it is is it a bot it's definitely a bot or bot <laughs> bot or somebody just posing as so the still i'm i'm fascinated by the name the ministry of truth mm -hmm. uh so the is that the, the name real name of for the it? Is Bardal? If I'm saying it right, Bardal. B a a r d a u. I don't. Okay. Remember, I can't remember them actually saying that in the game, but I'm sure they do. But the technical term, the technical name for it is Bardal. And that's the name of the rock itself. That's the name of the rock. The rock has a name. The they ministry rock of a name. It's that's... also known as the Lie Rock, according to this Elder Scrolls fandom wiki that I'm looking at right now. So it's both the Ministry okay. of Truth and the Lie Rock. Well, it becomes the Ministry of Truth because they basically <laughs> they 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 dig that lie rock out. They're not lying there. They dig that thing out. There's holding cells in there. You can fly up there and levitate in 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 Morrowind in Elder Scrolls. Oh 3. wow! And okay. You can go explore it. You can kill people there. Do whatever you want. So this is an actual setting. It's an actual place you can visit. Yes. It's, it's oh, that's amazing. And I think the thing is, like, if if you want to if you want to keep somebody from in, in a certain place, like, what are you going to do? Jump to your death off of this rock and suspended in the air? Yeah. Like, no, you're going to, you're going to, you're, you're kind of trapped there. That's really fascinating. Um, so is it, is it the ministry of truth because it's a prison? Is that where the name comes from? Yeah. So, you know, in, in Vivek city, gosh, I'm trying to remember these things. Uh, you've got the, you've got the ministry of, is it ministry of truth? You've got the ministry of truth and you've got the, like a hall of justice as well. And then you've got, sorry, the Ministry of Truth is in the air. Then you've got like, the Hall of Justice. There's, there's different divisions there, uh, right there in Vivek City, right near the Vivek's Palace. I'm just struggling to think of their names right now. It's okay. The, um, okay, so it was called that before it was like pulled out of the ground and raised above the city. Is, am I I mean, I'm that assuming correctly? that this, yeah, I'm assuming that this is, this is, this is it just seems like such a weird name for a, that's what I'm starting to. <laughs> How did yeah. Work? yeah. <laughs> like, um, how did they get to there? I'm trying to trying yeah. to connect the dots. Yeah. So, as it says here in this wiki as well, I'm sorry. Can I read from wikis? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, so, 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 what I was saying earlier, this this puts puts words to what I was what I was trying to say earlier, is that uh -huh. it was it was him that was later a device called it, um, Ingenium, is what uh, later suspended it. Okay. Okay. That's so interesting. Um. So the other theme that we had kind of looked at was deceit. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like most of the things that he does, he does pretty openly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where where do you feel like the deceit part of it comes in? Well, the big one is um, that Vivek actually murdered Lord Nerevar along with Amalexia and Sothasil. There's a lot of cryptic cryptic texts in the in the 36 lessons of Vivek, but in the 36 volume, uh, the first letter of each paragraph spells out foul murder. Um, so whereas like it was depicted that something else happened to Lord Nerevar, actually it was Vivek, Amalexia, and so the Sil that had him had him killed. Had why was that? I don't know if it was a if it was a power thing. I can't remember exactly why they wanted to murder Lord Nerevar, if it was if it was his power or because they wanted to, you know, there's lots uh, there's reasons they could have done it. I just can't remember them off the top of my head oh, okay. why they murdered him at Red Mountain. The battle again, you can send us the facts yeah. at pixel people pod on twitter there you go <laughs> i will be i will be tweeting out uh vivic facts as i find them <laughs> there you go uh so kind of looking back at that again then um so the deceit aspect of it is that while he was portraying himself as this benevolent godlike person the truth was that he'd kind of cheated his dirty. way into power. Yeah. A little, a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of bit, depending on, who you are. <laughs> depending on your viewpoint, depending on your point of view. I mean, we all have that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's another one where we can kind of look at um, both the real world and ourselves and kind of the actions that we take to get where we mm-hmm. want to go and mm-hmm. how far we're willing to go for different things. And mm-hmm. I think that over the last year, I think we've all kind of learned a lot more about ourselves and kind of what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do to benefit others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's been such a huge question. And I I don't know, you know, where you're located, but like when I drive around right now, um, there's signs all over the place that say like face covers save others. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times when I see that to me, that's a strong message, you know, to yes. me, that's very, that's very, yeah, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to help yeah. people and, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I remember seeing something really early on where it said something like, even if, even if it was shown that, you know, that masks didn't work for some reason, at least I would know that, I was on the side that chose to be compassionate to others. You know, yes. if I err, I err on the side of, of helping humanity. others. Yeah. But when I see the the those those messages, as pithy as they are, I sometimes wonder if it's the wrong message. Mm. Because saving others for a lot of people just isn't a priority. And I think that finding that out this year has been what's the word I'm looking for? Just almost almost devastating in a, to a certain extent. It's a gut extent. punch. It's yeah, it's a lot, it's all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I never I mean I guess I mean I I'm not I don't live under a rock. I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I I I don't think of myself as particularly um hmm, but, you know, I, I've never thought of myself as particularly idealistic, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think over the last few years, I've learned that maybe I really am idealistic. Mm-hmm. And the values that I have are maybe not as common as I once thought that they were. I think it's a little bit more unique to your person and your experience as opposed to something that people share with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that was kind of hard to find out. and. And it's it's hard to parse out sometimes um, how much how often people act out of I don't even want to say ignorance because that has such a negative connotation, but um, just the not knowing versus mm-hmm. how many people act a certain way out of malice. Mm-hmm. And then you and, have selfishness in there too. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's like every time I hear somebody who's like. I don't want to wear a mask because it makes my glasses fog up. Mm. It's like I, I I I always point in the direction of my wife who is a hero and a frontline worker and a nurse and I'm like, 
if my wife can wear a mask for 12 hours, like I'm not going to complain yes. about a thing, you know? Hell yes. Mask props to your wife. Yes. For real. My sister is a paramedic in Delaware. So, and she actually uh, just messaged this morning saying she woke up with a fever. So oh, no. we're kind of waiting, you know, we're in that, we're in that. Okay. Wait, we'll, We'll see what happens yeah, point yeah. of things. But, you know, I've been mm -hmm. really worried this whole time because yeah. she is in contact with, with mm -hmm. all of these people so much. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But um, well wishes for her and yeah, for you. Yeah, and well wishes for your, your wife, too. You know, I Thank mean, you. that's got to be so hard to, to it, I can't, I can't even, because I'm not in that position of being a frontline worker. It's, it's, I cannot imagine what they must think when they see people running around with a mask around their chin or below their nose. I mean, it's a slap just, in the face to, yeah. to healthcare workers, you know, Absolutely. It's like, it's like, it really, it really comes down to like, well, is this, is this a selfish thing that I'm doing? You know, who it's not thinking about like, what are the repercussions for my decisions today? Because they don't see that. You only see yeah. like, you only see, it's only about like my comfort and, Mm -hmm. what i desire as opposed to thinking about how does my actions today affect somebody else's life that i don't even know and that i don't right. know that it, i don't even know that it affects them you know but it but it's but it's this chain reaction that unless you are really honest with yourself and really honest with the environment and really honest with what's going on in the world that you then begin to sort of take inventory of all the people that your actions can possibly affect it goes mm -hmm. it goes to families it goes to healthcare workers it's just this huge it's, it, it impacts much more people than just our our daily needs and our daily wants and our daily comforts yeah well i mean just as an example i mean man we've been it's been a kind of a crazy week for us um so my uncle had to go to the hospital earlier this week and mm -hmm. he was not sick with covid he had another issue but he was stuck in the er for nearly 48 hours because they couldn't mm -hmm. find a room for him. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in a state that, you know, when you rank states based on, you know, how severe things are, we're we're really not that we're, we've got kind of, you know, our stuff together for the most part as as much mm -hmm. as you can right now. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh my god, if that's the situation here, what on earth is it like?" in other places right now. And I think that, you know, because most of us don't go to the hospital on a daily basis, we're removed from it. Yeah. For, for you know, yeah. to a certain, and I think that's probably part of the problem right now. Play, you can play um, out of sight, out of mind, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of people hit your family or hit somebody that you mm -hmm. love. And then it's, then it's real. It becomes yeah. real for you then. But what does it take for someone to see the reality of the situation? Mm -hmm. Well, it's like I know people who like uh, a friend of mine whose parents uh, got it really early on and they still think it's not a big deal. They never fully recovered. Mm -hmm. They still think it's not a big deal. And I'm like, how do you play those kind of mind games with yourself? Yeah. Yeah. What do you tell yourself to believe that? You know, it goes back to yeah. what do you trust? Who do you trust and what do you believe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's so interesting because I, I feel like that's what that gaslighting is. Mm -hmm has been so so much a part of our experience over the last few years and the people who uh, i don't want to say allow themselves to be gaslit but to a certain extent that's kind of what happening what's happening um i don't know the reasons behind it or anything like that you know it's it's hard for me to <laughs> uh -huh, i can't live yeah. in somebody else's brain sure, sure. <laughs> as much as i sometimes try yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's I'm very curious about the justifications people make to to follow to to not believe but to but to what am I trying to say <laughs> 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 to to make the connection in their heads that this must be the way it is because so and so says it's this way despite what I've seen with my own eyes. Mm, that's different. That is, yeah. That is so fascinating that, in a certain way but it's also that, kind of horrible <laughs> it takes like it it takes like active measures to do that you have to yeah. actively believe something like that when when yeah. when when you're when your when your perception is in such a way that not even hard facts and evidence will sway that that's a completely 
another level, you know? Yeah. And well, I mean, we're also constantly being told that the hard facts and evidence are the lies, which is mm. really. Yeah. Oh, who who do you thing. trust? Who do you believe, you know, and what mm -hmm. makes you believe and trust those things, you know, is what it comes back down to. No yeah, matter what so, side you're on about things. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like our side. Absolutely. So, so we Does, hold fast to. Sorry, what? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Oh, I missed what you were saying. <laughs> no, it was, it, was like, it was like we hold fast to those to those things. Yeah, you know? we do. And I mean, I mean, there's there's definitely things that I hold fast to. But I, I guess I, I I I look at it through kind of that scientific mindset of mm -hmm. you know the evidence points to this, so this is what I believe. But if the evidence changes, I'm willing to change with that. And I think mm -hmm. that that's been a real problem too and i wanted to kind of swing it back around to how the people were perceiving vivek and did was there an element of whatever he said they believed i mean the fact that people i'm trying to think of like instances where there was there was just like the common person interacting with vivek and i just don't recall that off the top of my head in my as, ESO as you were playing through him like as your character did he tell you things and you had to make a choice as to whether or not to believe them I'm, i can't remember off the top of my head oh, okay it's, it's been a while since playing that particular yeah. Morrowind content even more time since playing uh, Mar uh elder scrolls 3 i think that's that's kind of a common theme in games too um that i see and and i really like it i always appreciate it in a game where where you're given several opposing viewpoints and you have to parse out which one you find most um not necessarily accurate but most appealing maybe yeah and it could be appealing to you as a person or mm -hmm. appealing to the type of character that you're role playing in these mm -hmm. games definitely and it's always really interesting to me uh, how people pick different factions in a game mm -hmm. and what especially when you have factions that aren't all that are that are all fairly morally gray and i think you mm -hmm. see that a lot in elder scrolls yes. um because i know from my experience with um i mean just here on my discord one time we had some some folks really get into it about mm -hmm. uh you know empire versus uh versus ulfric right you know in skyrim Mm -hmm. and, and storm storm cloaks yeah, thank you I don't know, yeah, just storm. completely out of my head i knew my, i knew my, I my elder scrolls lore is not completely darkened but yes i think it's I, think you're talking <laughs> about I could not pull that name out of my head thank you yeah. yeah um you know and i kind of i didn't have a horse in the race mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah um i've i've cited both ways and i don't have a super strong opinion because they are so both so gray, but it was it's fascinating to me that the folks who were discussing this had such strong opinions, mm -hmm. and you know we're getting pretty heated about it. Um, yeah, and, and but I, they and were I, they were moral moral gray zones, and you have to decide for yourself which which of the more darker gray things you're willing to live with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I and I I always think that's such an interesting question because we have to make that same choice in our own lives. Like mm -hmm. when I cast a vote, that doesn't mean I agree with everything no. that somebody says. And I see that more and more um, you know, coming coming back to social media where you get people who want this absolutely perfect person to represent them and it's like that doesn't exist in reality. No. no it doesn't. And it shouldn't. No. <laughs> and it shouldn't. Definitely not. You know, but but then you are left having to make that choice about which of the gray zones you're willing to compromise on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you look at the storm. Going back to the storm cloaks and the empire, they both have flaws. Yeah. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all have flaws. And For sure. It's it's not choosing to necessarily overlook those flaws, um, and it's not about it's not necessarily about choosing the lesser of two evils either. Right. Yeah. Um, you hear that one a lot, a mm -hmm. lot. Yeah, and I think it comes down to some, you know, in in real life personal conviction, and then in games in like the conviction of your character, mm -hmm. or if some of yourself is leaking into that role play, the convictions of yourself. 
Yeah, which I mean, in my case, I usually I often do play as, you know, how would I make this decision? Mm. You know, I do, I do have characters in different games where I have, you know, created them to be fairly different from myself. But my first playthrough is almost always as myself mm -hmm. yeah. because I, I want to know, like, how would I deal with things if I were thrown into this world? And I think that I don't know about you, but for me, it's changed over the course of time and that my maturity and wisdom have 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 shaped how i play characters in games like in for example in elder scrolls 3 like i killed vivic like it was pointless to kill vivic like it was senseless mm -hmm. other than he's a jerk but like it's not a reason <laughs> to kill somebody for sure and <laughs> and but like i would do things like that in in, yeah. in morrowind elder scrolls is like oh i like that guy's armor i'm gonna kill him and take it like this is a video game but i think as i've gotten older and more mature that i and I, I do sort of do that as well where i will sort of make the choices based on you know, sort of who I am as opposed to playing through a specific character. Yeah. I mean, and there's times when um, it comes to a point in a game where I need to make a choice and it's like, I have to actually put it down and walk away because I'm not mm -hmm. quite ready to decide, mm -hmm. you know, especially yeah. if I know that it's one of those choices where you do this, you can't go back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> I, I get, because I always, I, not always, but I'm usually looking, especially in that first playthrough, I'm looking for the most mm, diplomatic mm -hmm. way to yeah. solve everything. I want, yeah. I want to make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just the, 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 the people pleasing playthrough. <laughs> yes, and, the and PPP. sometimes yeah, I love that. You should trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am, I am the queen of the uh, people pleasing playthrough. <laughs> outer worlds was quite a trip for me because it was just like there oh, were so yeah. many times where i thought i was making i was like oh this is perfect and then i come out and i'm like yeah. oh no i screwed I mean, everybody over what have i done get away from elder scrolls but i definitely sided against the corporations i did in, too in my yeah. playthrough my first playthrough i did too i was just like no way no way am i backing these guys Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. i live i live in the area of yeah. you know amazon and microsoft uh -huh, and stuff. Uh -huh. <laughs> like yeah. oh, corporations yeah <laughs> all my friends work for them <laughs> <laughs> but like um what was i saying um oh but so yeah so greer i think there's a real there's a real desire and i don't know if this is just like a human desire or if we're just like it's it's our need to like categorize things but we mm -hmm. we always want things to be so black and white Mm -hmm. yeah. and i think that's where the ideas of you know this is the perfect candidate or i can't vote for this person because they don't perfectly represent all of my values or whatever mm -hmm. um i think that's where these ideas come from and it's just it's curious to me how many people live in this world who who think that way because mm -hmm. i mean to me it's it's, it's so obvious that nothing is black and white you know yeah, what i mean yeah and but i think a, a lot of our what am I, when we're reading stories as kids things do tend to be black and white in those stories mm -hmm. um but like i know when i was growing up a lot of the stories that i really liked the best were the ones with a lot of gray in them still mm -hmm. um you know you you would have your big bad guy but then heroes weren't necessarily all that heroic or they had you know real flaws and i think learning to uh empathize and understand those characters and why they were flawed was always really interesting to me yeah which is kind of <laughs> kind of why we're here right now yeah um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a very that's a very um mature way of of viewing things even as a child and having that that type of understanding of the particular situation and then able to, been able to like put words to that and elaborate on that as an adult looking back i know that it it's it's shaped my worldview mm -hmm. like a lot and i, I think I, I have interesting conversations with uh, my brother and sister about that too because you know we were all just we read everything we could get our hands on, you know, mm -hmm. and then um, once video games were in the picture, I think my sister wasn't much of a video game player, but my brother and I really were. And um, it's just interesting 
what I've taken away from that versus what I see sometimes other people taking away from that. Um, and I just, I wonder sometimes, you know, what the difference is and why one person will, will look at a character and see a hero when somebody else will look at the same character and be like, this person's a mess. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we were we were mentioning that about uh, Vivek earlier that mm -hmm. your perception of him was as a jerk, but that mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily the perception of other of people everyone's that you perception. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, the people of Vivek City and and some of the people who were in position at the temple, like they love Vivek. You know. Yeah. Did do you think? Um, is there a point where they kind of ever realize that maybe he's not such a great guy or do they just all kind of just accept that that's the way it is? Maybe beyond Elder Scrolls three. Mm. Um, maybe there's some of that, but I can't recall like from any memory or instance that I had right off the top of my head that yes, people kind of called on, wait a minute, like that didn't actually happen. Cause I don't, I don't know that people necessarily uncover that. Or if he's yeah. always, or if he's always, it's a good question for somebody like Arimetheus or somebody who is really in, more in tune with the Lord than than we are uh -huh. about. Well, what happens? What ha what happens to people's perception after after the tribunal is gone? What happens after Almalexia dies? What happens after after Vivek dies? You're getting into some era, some of the era a little bit closer to that of Skyrim, like in between Morrowind and Skyrim, which is still a great span of time. Yeah, but you're getting into like what is that area like where the tribunal is no more? You know, and I, I I can't recall a game that has been set in that point. You know, yeah. Elder Scrolls is before the events of Elder Scrolls Three, and then you've got you've got a game, the more recent game Skyrim, which is uh, beyond the mm -hmm. the instances of Elder Scrolls Three. So you've got sort of this. this what, what 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 happens in that gray area? I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think that's. Uh what you're saying there kind of makes me think I, one of the, th the questions I ask a lot right now is because uh, I mean, we're obviously living through a fairly historical period. And I wonder very much 20 years from now, what, what people are going to be learning about this particular period of time and how, how people are going to be portrayed, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be and an amazing of, case study for sure. Absolutely. To go I'm, back and study this yeah. and study the emotional, the psychological components Mm -hmm. how those things shaped the way that we viewed our circumstances you know mm -hmm. yeah because i mean it's one thing to be you know living in it and trying to make these decisions from moment to moment you know when these decisions they seem like so small like just putting a mask on before you go to a grocery store could have such an enormous impact mm -hmm. on yeah. your community and your own life and mm -hmm. you know the world at this point um It'll 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 just be really really interesting. It's you know I think about that my my youngest is twelve, you know, and I I wonder when he's grown up how he's going to tell younger people about this time. Mm -hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. What's his experience like as a kid? Like yeah. And, and what sort of what sort of things as a child at that age retaining and then taking with them through life is is going to be a amazing study and to see how mm -hmm. this shapes the youth of the world. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen, you know, people joking sometimes about, uh, you know, 40 years in the future. Why, why does grandma still hoard all the toilet paper? <laughs> why, why, why is it when grandma comes well, over, she always brings a roll of, you know, a pack of toilet yeah, paper with her. It's yeah. like, well, that's just how it was when she was a kid, you know, yeah, what, <laughs> what sort of habits and, and traits are we going to pick up and doing the, yeah. we always have a mask on us, you know, or think. Yeah. Like, Cause right now, like, if I get out of a car without wearing a mask, it feels very weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been a couple of times where I've, I've done that, where I've got out of the car. Like, Wait a minute. I'm missing something. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I'm missing my mask. I have too. It's just this immediate feeling of freeze. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, who knows how long mask wearing is going to be mm -hmm. required, you know, and that's yeah. okay. Like as long as like, I think, I think it's easy to, to, uh, go on, we're getting, we're getting into other, other, other scientific and political realms here, but I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, how how long in, in the grand scheme of time 
And even over the course of our lives, you know, a year or a couple of years or even three years, you know, isn't that large of a expanse of time yeah. to do something simple that will help save another life mm -hmm. and a lot of heartache for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's, um, it's, it's so standard in other cultures and it's mm -hmm. fascinating to me that yeah. we're so resistant to it for some yeah. reason that it yeah. just, it's such a simple thing, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm not solving the whole world's problems <laughs> today. Yeah, and we're not, so, we're not here to solve people either. You know, <laughs> I think it's important to like, as we talk about the things, like I admit that I'm a flawed person and Absolutely. That my, I, I know my I, view I of the world yeah. is, is, is shaped mm -hmm. by my experiences. Therefore, Absolutely. like I can have, I can have misrepresented, you know, things about me and that mm -hmm. I, that I, things that I thought were true that aren't. And yeah, and that's natural. And, and, uh, but it's always in a place of humility and a place to learn and grow and change. And and that's what I think makes the difference is when you, when you know those things about yourself, you know that yeah yeah you you have this awareness that you know sometimes you're gonna say the wrong thing and sometimes mm -hmm. you know you're gonna say something uh, what might not say something but do something you didn't that that harms somebody maybe that mm -hmm. you didn't intend and and I think if we can take a step back and and look at those things you know and and if it makes you uncomfortable that's good sit with it. Yeah, you know, I think that too many people don't have the the ability or the desire to just sit with that feeling of this makes me feel uncomfortable. Why does this make me feel uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. And really yeah. kind of dig in and and get to the root of that. Yeah, I think I think it's easy because it's a hard thing to do. It's easy to not want to do that because mm -hmm. absolutely the, the hard things are hard to do for a reason. That's why they're called mm -hmm. hard things, and that could be a difficult situation when you're trying to analyze or um sort of gauge your own your own self and how you perceive things like i mean that can be a hard thing to do and something that uh, that maybe somebody doesn't have the emotional capacity to do or doesn't have yeah. the right resources to do that there's mm, lots yeah, of yeah that's really uh, true that's really true why someone might 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 go that route yeah it might not be a lack of desire it might just not be the the circumstances might not allow it mm -hmm. yeah you think Vivek ever did any uh, self-reflection? I don't think so. The only self-reflection was like, look at myself in the mirror. Look how, look how beautiful I am. So the look moral of the story today is don't be like Vivek. Don't be like Vivek. Well, and, like and again, it's, but, the, the moral of the story is uh, your perception shapes your worldview. Which yes. <laughs> is a good thing for everybody to understand. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and having yeah, this conversation having me. with me i so appreciate it and please let everybody know where they can find you you can find me monday through friday on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash universal probably playing uh some game that you like and just chatting it up with you guys that's what i love doing even more than playing video games i just love talking with people and building a community it's always um, a good time yeah it, I, I try to make it a good time it's all comedic it's all lighthearted. so mm -hmm, come, come for sure me, starting at 9 30 a.m eastern uh and then Twitter at Tuniversal, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Tuniversal TV. That's where you can find Sweet. me. And I will put all those links in the show notes too. Thank you. Thanks for and having me. I really appreciate it. It's a great talk. Mads coming out soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got. We do have a new season of content coming out in Fallout seventy six, which has sort of been my main game uh, in the past past couple of years. But yes, we have a new season, new wave of content coming out. Therefore, I will be taking characters on that particular game board and making a new commercial with them for sure. I've already got some of the character voices uh, in my mind already. So, so excited. <laughs> looking forward to showing that off. <laughs> How many people are excited for ads? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially when it's an ad, just promoting somebody to subscribe to my channel. You know? it's so like, good. It's so funny. Here's, here's why you should give me money. Like <laughs> maybe like I'm more like Vivek than I thought, you know, <laughs> like with my sense of humor. <laughs> I don't know. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Firewood. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for listening to the Pixel People podcast. Check out the show notes for links to the game and characters discussed and to connect with me and my guest. Want to be a guest on the show? There's a link in the show notes for a short form you can fill out and I'll reach out to you. Our theme music was by Elias Ali and Andy Brooks. You can follow the show on Twitter at Pixel People Pod and keep up with Firewriter on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time. Hey, real quick before you leave, 
I wanted to let you know that the Pixel People podcast is the first official member of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, part of the Robots Radio Network. The Rocket Club is a community and apprenticeship program for podcasters who are just getting started, like me, as well as more established podcasters who are still trying to reach their full potential. There's a link in the show notes if you'd like to learn more. Thanks for listening.